Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ready? It's the roundtable with me, Robert Bannon. Well, we started a brand new thing here where we talk to some of our greatest and favorite performers right here after school in the Horace Mann Drama Club. And the students are here. Say hello, everyone. And one of their biggest questions and biggest thoughts is what is it like to be on Broadway? And we have the one, the only Julie Banco, who just so happens, everyone. To have Christmas music coming out, an EP of Christmas music that you need to stream wherever music is heard on December 1st. Julie Banco, welcome. Hi. <laughs> well, Julie, I know you're we are gonna be the most unique interview you've done all day. I promise yes. you that. <laughs> Congratulations. When I saw you on the red carpet of Harmony, we talked about the EP that's coming out. It is so beautiful. I had a sneak peek. What made you think that this was the year that you needed to put out a Christmas EP? <laughs> well, it's never too early, I think, to put out a Christmas or late. Uh, I have been making albums with my husband, Jason, who is a pianist and a composer. I met him in a Starbucks 11 years ago. Uh, I walked in and he was sitting there uh, at a table and he looked at me like this. <laughs> and and I and it sat next to I was waiting for a phone call. I had done a, a bad audition that didn't go well. And I was waiting for a phone call. It was cold. It was January. I sat down and uh I was I sat next to him and I heard him on the phone saying, Yeah, I'm a jazz pianist and I play with singers all the time. And I had this uh I had this gig coming up and I wasn't sure if the guy that I usually worked with could do it. And so I said, should I say something? And so when he got off the phone, I said, excuse me, I overheard you saying you're a pianist. I'm a singer and I love jazz. And he was like, oh my God, she loves jazz. She's perfect. Um, so we ended up becoming friends and making music together. We, we got together a year later and then he really encouraged me to start recording albums. That's like as a musician, what he does and he helped produce uh, my first album and then we made a duo album together and then we were thinking about what we wanted to do next and I had this idea of wanting to do Christmas music 
that like a whole album of Christmas songs that were written by Jewish composers because I'm Jewish and I feel like, you know, that's actually an often overlooked thing where they go, oh my God, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is by a Jewish composer. And I mean, all of her favorites really. And then I realized um, that I am also a Jewish composer. So I decided to write my own Christmas song to add to the holiday canon. And uh, originally we were just gonna record, we were doing a concert last year at 54 Below and I, we, we debuted the song and Jason said, let's record it, you know, as a single, uh, since we don't have time to do like a whole album. But then we said, well, we have these other arrangements we did for the concert and we really, we're, we're there. We might as well just record them. And then we were like, well, let's just record another. And then it was, suddenly it became four songs and it was a, it was an EP. So, <laughs> well, they sound so good. Your arrangement and, 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 you know, your husband, if you don't know, has his own music and go find him and follow him. He is such a brilliant piano player. He is. He's a serious jazz musician. Like he goes like, you know, I mean, he is serious. Uh, well, so <laughs> arrangements on this album and the chord structure and the crunchy harmony parts that are being played, everything on the album is beautiful from, from top to bottom. Your version of Man With The Bag, the song that we all know, but your vocals, what you do at the end of the song and how you soar and the optioning up and the jazzy influences that you have in it, it's a must add to your holiday playlist. Everybody's gonna go stream it when we're done. What was it like in the studio to record it? And how do you take something we've heard so many times and have the confidence to put your own spin on it? Well, actually, have you seen the music video yet for that? I sure have. So uh, I got that we were we were gonna do it for that concert, and Jason and I were sitting around in our living room coming up with things where he was playing stuff, and I said, Oh, I like that. Let's put that in, you know, and let's have sleigh bells and all these things. And we were working on the arrangement. And then I came up with this idea. I said, I was sitting backstage at Funny Girl and I said, you know, I was watching, it was Christmas season and I was watching the Peanuts, you know, the Snoopy. And I was like, I love anime. I love the Peanuts and I love all these, you know, Charlie Brown characters and I love Charlie Brown Christmas. And wouldn't it be great to create our own animation? And I thought Man with the Bag was such a perfect story for for that, um, you know, for for that medium. And so I found this animator in Italy. Her name is Sara Soncini. She's uh, she had done animation for a music video for another friend of mine. And I reached out to her and I was like, I have all these ideas. And she said, I love them. Let's do it. And so the idea that I came up with that I actually developed while I was sitting in the treehouse with my funny girl standbys and swings was like, what if we're all, everybody's animated, everybody in the band is animated as sort of Snoopy-like characters. And then, you know, some, the man with the bag, Santa's bringing them their stuff. And then when they open it, it's their it's their musical instrument. And then when they play their instrument, they turn into the live version of themselves in the studio. And then they have a big jam session together. And what if the man with the bag was actually not a man at all, but uh, your favorite, you know, Jewish lady on Broadway. <laughs> so um, we came up with the idea and then that actually led to some arrangement ideas in the music. Once we had that idea, we were like, oh, what if we modulate the key and so we raise it up a half step to make it sound really exciting because the band is all really excited to be playing together and and so actually the visual art started to you know influence the the audio art and then we you know before we recorded it we had the idea so I was like running around trying to get pajamas for everybody in the band to wear so that they could have something to be animated in you know for the artist to work with and so I was ordering all of these like 
adult men's onesies on Amazon that I, so that I knew there would be stuff that would fit everybody. And then I just returned them when we were done. <laughs> <laughs> That's my shit. <laughs> With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Any photo shoot with me, those clothes go right back. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> No shame. I was just, you know, but I was saying like, oh, if you have something you like, bring it. And so, and and so I had this giant suitcase full of like Christmas apparel for everybody to wear in July. Like everybody's sweating profusely, profusely in their Christmas onesies and pajamas and, you know, and I, but they, they were all good sports and uh, we had a really, really good time. And, you know, it, it was very funny though, because it was like July, which is the season where everybody records their holiday songs. And I wrote to our mixing engineer at the recording studio. And I said, uh, do you have sleigh bells there? Uh, or do we need to bring some? And he said, we, we don't, but actually you're like the fourth person who's asked me in two days. So we're going to go get some sleigh bells because, because July is the season where, where we need sleigh bells for the recording studio. Christmas literally in July. You could have kept those onesies and sold them next to the fake pocketbooks outside the Barry Mall every night. <laughs> Signed onesies. <laughs> Um, and speaking of the Christmas album, we we'd be remiss to not talk about Mikhail, Michael Kilgore and you, and I never had a Christmas with you. You told us on the red carpet, you wrote it mm -hmm. in the closet backstage yes. at Funny Girl. <laughs> yeah. Such a beautiful song. What was the inspiration behind writing your own holiday classic? So I, I, I got the idea for the melody while I was on the subway on the way to Funny Girl. And... I just started singing it into a voice memo in my phone so I wouldn't forget it and writing down all the lyrics. And the the story that sort of came to me was, oh, well, because I grew up without Christmas. You know, we uh, we didn't have a tree or Santa. And I really like I was sad about that. Like I wrote letters to Santa asking why he wouldn't come to our house. And my parents were like, get over it. He's not coming. <laughs> and um, and uh, and. And, you know, they're like, you have Hanukkah. And and look, Hanukkah is lovely, but it's, it's no Christmas. And um, I I got Christmas when I married, you know, when I joined, when I started dating Jason and I went over to his family, they invite, you know, they invited me over for their Christmas. And we've been doing that now for 10 years. And it is so magical. Christmas morning is like, I mean, yeah, I mean, everybody knows this, you know, everybody knows this. But so I wrote this song thinking about my first Christmas with Jason. And like, you know, obviously I've done Christmas gift exchanges with my friends at school and I'd gone over to my friends' houses and decorated their trees, but like I'd never gotten it for myself. And so, um, so I wrote the song about that. And then, uh, while I, we were thinking about recording it suddenly, like I remembered 
Michael Kilgore, who, I mean, Michael has one of the most incredible voices ever, and he is an incredible musician. And um, he and I had met doing a reading of a new musical like many years ago at NYU's graduate musical theater writing program. And we were um, instantly like big fans of each other. Like we just, we were just like, you're amazing. No, you're amazing. We, we, I love you. And then a few years went by and I won this singing competition down in Savannah, Georgia called the American Traditions Vocal Competition. And then a few years later, he won the same competition. So we both are like the gold medal winners. So we were sort of, we were sort of running in those circles and seeing each other again. And then I was like hearing his voice on this, on this music, I was like, you know, it, it wrote it with this sort of retro soul feel and he does R&B stuff so well. And, you know, he's a real riffer. I don't really riff, but he, I was like, I could just hear him on it. And I was like, I'd love to sing this with him. And then I walked on, I was gonna, I was like, I'm gonna write him an email tomorrow. And then I got on the subway and he was sitting there and I was like, Michael, I was just about to text. I was just about to write you an email tomorrow. I, I have this song that I want to do as a duet with you. And he was like, I'm in, I'm doing it. He hadn't even listened. And he was like, yes, I'll, I'll be there. Um, and so I said, great, I'll email you later. And, and uh, yeah. So that's, that's how fate. That, that, that is literally fate. Sometimes it just smacks you right. Your husband, you met at the Starbucks over a Frappuccino and you see, you see my subway. And I like, have really like, yeah, I have really sort of, I think you need to just get out of your house is what I've learned. If you want to like get, if you want to make anything happen, just, just leave your apartment, which is hard for me now. Like it's, I think since COVID, I just, I'm like, oh, I like my apartment. Well, I, I seen you out and about, you know, when we were over at Harmony a week ago and we sat in the second row, what a up, get good seat, get front row. It's a whole experience to see some of the audience interaction. It's very touching and moving. And the story is, we, I we do said, think there's something about sitting up close at Harmony that makes it more. Uh, I, I I agree because I, I mean I haven't gotten to see it, but um, I've had friends come and they've sat in the back and then they've sat in the front. And they, there's something about sitting up close for this show where because I think it's so emotional, where you can really see what's going on in everyone's eyes and faces really up close. It's like really moving well it is such a moving night of fear and the Thelonious do you want to oh, say hi to Thelonious yes Mom? we want to see the pets of course we do hi, hi say hello cats. look hi. Oh, we love a cat this is monkey the cat oh wait big reaction the star <laughs> the star of the chat the star of the star of the man with the bag music video he plays Rudolph the red yes. nosed cat yes <laughs> Well, speaking of, speaking up. Well, while we're here, we just want to make sure everyone knows Christmas with you wherever music is heard to stream it, and and we're 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 fans. And, and while we're here, everyone with their cell phones in the in the school, you follow Julie on social media, Juju Julie B uh, on Instagram. Get take them out. Go ahead, follow away. <laughs> um, when you are starting out, and some of your questions, some of the questions here, where we're gonna do round robin here. Okay. Are you ready for your questions? Here we go. Valeria wants to know um, that how, what was the moment where you made it or felt like you made it on Broadway? What was it like when you got the call that you got your Broadway job? Uh, it, I got my first Broadway job. I was doing Les Mis, uh, the, the second revival. And I have to tell you, I had done the tour and they cast the Broadway production and I was in final callbacks and I didn't get it. And I was devastated. I thought it was the only chance I'd ever have to be on Broadway. And then they were in previews. And I got a call one day, I, I just out of nowhere, and they said, somebody has been injured. Can you be at the theater 
tomorrow and be in the show tomorrow night. And, um, and that's what happened. So I had about 45 minutes of rehearsal and I was in the show. Um, and I, I was standing backstage, um, and I, I heard, you know, before my big show, boom, boom, boom. And I started crying like, oh my God, I, I made it. I, this is my dream. And then I walked out on stage and I looked around and I went, oh, it's the same thing I've been doing for my whole life. Like I just, I, I, I didn't, it, once you get out there and you look at it, you go, oh, it's a theater. I'm in costumes. I'm wearing the same costumes I wore on the tour. Like it doesn't actually feel that different once you're on the Broadway stage. It's just, it's that idea, you know. That you but you've put in tons of work and schooling and went to school for this and really yeah. honed your craft and how important that was. Did you get judged? This was a question. Did you get judged because you wanted to be, did people tell you you, sh you couldn't do it? Or did, were there people who said, you need a backup. You're never going to make it. It's too hard. Do you know the number of times my mother told me to go to medical school? <laughs> it was like every three weeks until I booked Funny Girl. <laughs> no, even on Broadway, she was still telling you, go to medical school, be a doctor. Yeah. Now <laughs> she's like, I think you can stay and be a doctor. <laughs> do you, another question, do you have, do you like auditions and how does it feel when you don't get the part that you've auditioned for? I do not like auditions. Um, that said, I've come to a different sort of uh, experience for auditioning where I now, I never, when I go to an audition, I do not think that I'm going to get the part. And some people think like, oh, she's being so negative. I'm not. I literally just go, oh, I'm not getting this part. I'm just going to go in and do the best job I can do and have a good time and and try to make a fan of the director or the casting director or the music director, whoever whoever's in the room. Because probably I'm not going to get the part because of my height or my hair color or my whatever. There's so much outside of my control. But I know that when if I do a good job, then they'll call me back when I am right. So I'm just... So I just go in and think of it that way. And if I get a callback or I get the job, then it's a pleasant surprise. And if I don't hear, then I've managed my expectations and I don't get so disappointed because it is hard. Like you just hear no most of the time. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes, and uh, we were explaining this the other day here, that it doesn't mean that you're not the most talented, or you may just not be the right person for this moment. So... Exactly. Exactly. We just got up and did a scene. We just did some sides in class and they, they were struggling with laughing. So is there a moment where you have to work on not reacting to a mistake or something funny that happens? And how do you stay, especially with a serious show like Harmony, mm -hmm. in the moment where you don't break that fourth wall and have a good old chuckle? <laughs> you know, 
I've seen it happen on Broadway and sometimes the audience loves it. I mean, you know, there, and sometimes you're in a comedy and sometimes, you know, and it's sort of okay. But I remember, I mean, I was doing, I am woman, you are a man in funny girl and Ramin Karamloo leaned over on the chair and it broke in half. And he, I mean, he couldn't sing. He was cracking up and the audience was cracking up and I was cracking up. It happens. And those kinds of moments are really often really fun for the audience to enjoy. But that said, you know, I think when it doesn't serve the scene, um, you just want to, you, you have to be kind to yourself and like, let it go and say like, okay, that happened. We're getting the giggles out. And now I'm just going to take a breath and recommit to, to the story we're telling and, and just keep going. Um, you know, the audience will follow. That's it. And that's what we did. What was the first music? Ethan wants to know what was the first musical that you ever was in as a, as a youngster? I played, uh, I don't know if this was the first, first, but I know that I played Henri the Pigeon in An American Tale, the musical. Um, I had a French, a French accent. That's, uh, that's showing my age, An American Tale is going back yeah. to that. you <laughs> do. I still know the song. I was seven, I think. Seven years old. See, seven years old. Um, so how many years? So you've been doing this as as the Santiago here who watches this show every week, Santiago student. You've been doing this for a moment. You've been you've devoted your life. Yes, but I will say I didn't think of it seriously until I was in high school. And I did I was a freshman in high school and I did a local production of Fiddler on the Roof at the JCC. And that is when really everything sort of changed for me. I met my first acting teacher who was the director of the show. And she sat me down and said, I think you could do this if you want to take it seriously. And I was like, what? I'd never really, I just thought about it as something fun. And uh, I didn't even know you could have a career as it, as being a, an actor really. And so um, then I really started to, you know, all my summers, I was doing summer, summer youth theater in my area. And I was doing community theater and I was doing all my school shows and, and I was, it became, you know, I was addicted to it. I got the bug and I couldn't stop. And I just knew that I wasn't happy unless I was surrounded by theater people working on something, collaborating with people. And I, you know, decided to go study it in college. And then I, I got my first professional job when I was 19. I was on the spring awakening national tour. Um, yeah. My first show was The Sound of Music at the JCC on the Palisades in Tenafly, New Jersey. You're in Connecticut. I'm in Jersey. It's the same thing. That's where it all artists same. start. <laughs> uh, Keisha wants to know that your first big role, that first big spotlight, were you, were you nervous or were you scared? I know, and we talked about your journey a little because the past few years have been quite a rocket ship for Julie Banco. You mm -hmm. got a lot of attention. You 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 took over a very big show and you, you're now in another very big show. How do you deal with the nerves or the pressure uh, of being in this spotlight? Yes, I was. I I get stage fright, and um, and the first time I really experienced stage fright, I was playing Cosette in Les Mis on the national tour, and I didn't have stage fright until one day, like the director was visiting. And it made me get in my head and I forgot all my words. And I just said, in my life, and I just like saying no words. And and after that, I got really bad stage fright for about a month. And I would stand in the wings and I would start sweating and freaking out and thinking, I can't do this. I can't do this. And then um, about a month after that horrible experience, I went, I had this realization. I said, if I, I do this because I love it. And if I want to make myself miserable, then I can go make a lot of money doing something else. You know, this is, this is something that 
I love. So I'm going to choose to not take it that seriously. Um, and I will say that I try to remind myself of that when I, it comes back up. I also have a, a thing called angel cards, which are these little cards that I just got, um, on Amazon actually, but they, they have a little word on them, like, um, adventure or surrender or, um, love or play these words that, so I'll pick one or two before a show. And I found that they really helped me with my stage fright because that way I can think of it as, um, okay, today my character is just going to play. And I think of it as an acting exercise, not so much as a personal affirmation, but it's like, well, what does it look like when Fanny is playing in that scene that's actually sort of serious and it brings out different colors, but more importantly, it really just, when I get nervous, I have somewhere for my brain to go and grab, you know, something to grab onto. Because if you just say, don't be nervous, don't be nervous, all you'll do is be nervous. Absolutely, and Fanny, and Fanny you were, and now <laughs> Harmony you are, and, and Christmas is out. And just like, here. <laughs> just like Barry, Barbara, and that, Sometimes the, the best Christmas music and the best written Christmas music come from people who have, don't, have not always celebrated it. And in this time, just me saying, I think we all need to be as together about peace and love and harmony more than ever. Absolutely. And the work that you're doing in all aspects is all about that. And I am such a fan because you can sing your face off. <laughs> so we, Christmas with you is here. Julie Banco is here. Make sure you stream the album wherever you hear music this holiday season, get a ticket. Come down to see Harmony at newmusical.com and come see her in Harmony. It's gorgeous. Her duet with Sierra Vargas is gorgeous. And we'll be following you on Instagram. And Thanks. we're so grateful that you spent some time with us and answered some of our questions. What do we say, everybody? Thank you. We, we appreciate you so much and we'll see you on stages and screens and be streaming real soon. Wow, favorite interview ever. You're the best. <laughs> Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.